Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back, guys. DGS and KMOX. Looks pretty out there. Uh, I got a little something for you, but first, going back to Rachel's last point about education, uh, I'm always going to put a teacher on it, and Joe's a home ec teacher, has a thought on this. Hey, Joe, welcome to KMOX. Go ahead. Hey, Dave, I get it. Thank I love you, your show. Thank you. Um, yeah, I've, I've taught uh, culinary arts for, oh, uh, 15 years or so. I'm currently a home ec teacher or a facts teacher, mm-hmm. family and consumer sciences. Yep. So, yeah, I just don't understand kids getting to high school that don't know, like, water freezes at 32 and boils at 212. I think I knew that stuff before I was cooking because – I paid attention in science class and uh, made sure I knew these things, but I'm teaching some of the real basics and I love teaching young people how to cook, but you spend too much time teaching them how to behave. And Ah, it is, it is a shame because, you know, every adult in this building deserves their respect, but they don't get that. And uh, there's often, you know, a lot of tardies, a lot of stuff going on that you're waiting for people to get here and, you don't have that much time to cook. Man. So I've taught for tech I've taught for tech schools, but now I'm in a a pretty general setting of a uh high school, public school. Yeah. But I'm I'm dying to get that star that wants to move on. I wanna teach I don't wanna teach home ec. I wanna teach them how to be successful in a restaurant job. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm used to. Wow, and Joe, you, just can't... You, you really dropped some wisdom there that uh, you're, you and your fellow teachers are too busy trying to get kids to behave to teach them. And I don't know about you, but everything I learned before I was, say, 40 – uh, was against my will. Like, I wanted no knowledge, <laughs> right? Like, you you had to hold me down and make me learn something. Uh, but they did. And I was a fairly precocious, OCD-ridden kid. But And I'm not in favor of, like, swatting kids or what have you. I never got <laughs> swatted, but I stayed in line because I respected my teachers, because I feared my teachers in a healthy way, because I feared my parents, and I knew that if I got in trouble, with my teachers it'd be even worse at home and yes they went over the top sometimes in the 70s but if i were king we would return to closer to that than what we have now which i'm not in it but you are but it just sounds like a zoo well sometimes it is i mean you have the fights you have the incidents that um 
people walking in every five minutes late for class. And it's like, do I need to call home? It's like, oh, whatever. I don't care. And you're right. It, it starts at home. It's I'm the same way. I I mean, I had three tardies at Hazelwood East, and I had to go to Saturday detention. Well, I wasn't tardy again. You know, yeah. um, that the the enforcement too is not there that needs to be, and uh, the consequences don't. And and, and, that, and that's just a, a recipe for disaster, right? I mean, let's make it a sports analogy, Wheels. It would be like if uh, by the time the kids got to you at 14 years old, they they couldn't really catch a fly ball. And, and, you're, and you're like, wait a second. You want to play in the majors and you can't catch a fly ball. Well, it's too late for that. And when it comes to education, when, like the caller was saying, that by the time the kids get to him in high school, they don't know what temperature water freezes at. Mm. We are failing these kids. We are absolutely failing generations of humans. Yeah, and it's not on the teachers, even though they're the ones that take all the heat. Mm. You know, we always blame teachers. A lot of this has to do with what we as a society are willing to do. Because what you have to figure out with, this is how I raised my kid. This is how I coach, and it works for anybody. You got to find out what the kid wants. What do most kids want in school? Well, they certainly don't want to be there, right? But what they want to do is move on, move on to the next level, move on to graduate. Well, guess what? You don't get to move on unless you do these things. Yeah. And and, and well, the problem now, right now well, is we have like we have these ideas like we're going to have social promotion. You get to move with your friends because we don't want you to feel held back. Well, listen, do the work or get held back. And there are states who have legally done away with standards. Yeah. Just no standards. And like for me as a coach, what does every kid want? They want playing time. If you're not going to do the things that we want you to do that you need to do to be better, yeah. that your teammates are doing, you lose playing time. You sit and watch more yeah. than the other kids. And in schools, I promise you, every I mean, I would bet that teachers would agree that if they had support from administrations and school districts and parents and everybody else alike, yeah. you would be able to enforce those things instead of worrying about behavior. Say, listen, wh- when I was a kid, what did I care about? I didn't care if my dad yelled at me. Who cares if he yells at me? No big deal. But when he took my car keys away, I didn't like it. When he told me I wasn't going to get to do something I wanted to do, yeah. I fell in line real fast. I have a thing I want to do here, and it's about Donald Trump, but it's different than anything I've ever done, and it's different than anything I've ever heard. And I would like for you guys to give me 10 minutes to flesh this out and see what you think, okay? So last night when he was on Hannity, and he his famous quote now is, I'm not going to be a dictator except on day one, and then I'll blah, 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 and everyone grabbed onto that. That sort of thing isn't what bothers me about him. It's not the uh, like if you're in a in an argument with your your significant other and they say one stupid thing and you latch onto it right like I got gotcha. you I got gotcha. you you took your you took your finger off the chest piece I got gotcha. you. That's what that is to me. I know what he was doing. He's trying to be charming. He's trying to be cute. That's not the part that bothers me. It's the it's the longer play. And I thought about this last night about January 6th and about the election denial. And I want to see what you guys think of this. Donald Trump has been accused of being an insurrectionist and trying to uh, trying to pull off a coup of the United States of America. 
I don't think Donald Trump is smart enough or deep enough to try to do either one of those things. Follow me on this. Every one of us, when we were seven or eight years old, lost a game or a contest, and we said, I didn't lose, you cheated. Everyone's done that. When we were kids, I think Donald Trump is the most immature, childlike, grown-up I think I've ever seen. And I think when he lost the election, if you go back and you watch that next day, when he's when when he says he's given the press conference and he goes, uh, in fact, we won that election. That was the moment. That was the moment when he threw the monopoly board and said, I didn't lose. You cheated. But in a very eight year old way, I don't think he was thinking insurrection. I don't think he was thinking coup. I don't think he's that deep a thinker. I think that he is a man child and that his reaction at 74, whatever he was, was almost exactly the same. If you put him in an MRI and you put a seven-year-old in an MRI and they both lost a game of checkers and he lost the election in 2020, I think that that's exactly the way that he reacted. However, he's not a child. He's not eight years old playing checkers with their cousin on a rainy day. He's a grown man who's the president of the United States of America. And I think it's even possibly worse than if he were smart enough and deep enough to, you know, wring his hands like Mr. Burns and we're, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to have a coup. We're going to uh, have an insurrection It's almost worse that he just had this seven-year-old reaction that his ego was so bruised that he had lost that he claimed that the other side had cheated, even though it was literally impossible to have any idea because it had just happened. And when you act like a child and you are a grown-up, you can have very bad circumstances. If you act like a child in your marriage, you can end up divorced. If you act like a child at your job, you can end up fired. And when you act like a child and you're the president, you can end up with an insurrection. You follow me on what I'm saying that I'm it appears that I'm cutting him some slack. And in a way, I am. I don't know that he was up at three in the morning on January 5th saying we're going to have an insurrection. We're going to have a coup. I think he was just pissed and embarrassed And reacted like an eight-year-old child. And that led to real-world events. It led to these people going to the Capitol and breaking in and beating up on the Capitol police and, you know, hang Mike Pence and people sheltering in place and and this woman being shot uh, through the glass of of the, the door into the House chamber. All that happened... Just as if he had this grand scheme to to pull a coup when all he really did was react like a baby. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Um, 
I've kind of felt that way from the beginning. I was never 100% sure. I was never like, oh, I think he's plotting with people to take down the government. I didn't think that was happening. I think it happened exactly the way you said, Dave. But it doesn't relieve him of any responsibility as far as of what happened. And I'm not, not saying all. that's what you're saying. And I think it it's makes just really it that all simple. the more important in the future to make sure the people that get into that position or any other position of leadership are not that immature. Well, that's what most, you know, people who have a problem with him, that is what the problem is. For me personally, I don't trust Donald Trump to run this country because I don't think he puts the country above his own feelings. We need a president whose feelings are not more important than the safety and you security just said it of better our country. Than I did. You just said it better than I did. Yes. But other, pe- but there are people listening right now who are like, Rachel, what are you talking about? We have never had a greater champion for yeah, the United States of America. And it's like, we just see the world in different ways. We just see it differently. Yeah. Judah on line one, weighing in. Judah, go ahead. Uh, guys, I got to tell you, first time I'm like totally in disagreement with you. Uh, it's not just Trump. I mean, you got guys falling off the branches of, of his uh, craziness. Uh, Cheeseboro. There were people that were actively plotting this, and it wasn't Trump. He sure as hell had a horde of people already. Yeah, I, the phone's crapping out, but I'll make Judas point for him because it's where I was going to go. What do we say about all these other people that are charged as co-conspirators? They all work for Trump, whether it's Sidney Powell or Rudy Giuliani or Cheesebro or Steve Bannon who worked for him. And yeah, there's a divorce there, but there's still Steve Bannon's influence in all of that. I have an answer for it. How do we throw in to all of the past times when he's references? I mean, Jack, it was just in the news this last couple of days, Jack Smith. Um, has established that he started talking about election not denialism as early as 2012. Yeah, not taking away his responsibility, I'm saying that what drove it wasn't some sort of I'm the best guy for this job. It was he's just that bad of a loser. Oh, yeah, for sure. And the reason that all of these people, hundreds of people are in jail right now for January 6th. And at least dozens more are going in these indictments that he has. There's a difference between Dave Glover throwing a temper tantrum. If I threw a temper tantrum and I said to you guys, like, I'm so sick of this place. I'm sick of Steve Moore. I'm sick of Becky. I'm quitting. We're all quitting, right? We're quitting. Let's go. You guys wouldn't quit. You wouldn't follow me. But when you're the president of the United States of America, when you are the leader of the free world, you're going to find people to follow you. Plus, these aren't rocket scientists, okay? Now that we've seen who these people are, they really are sort of a big bunch of clowns. There's not really a smart one in the bunch. They're all very marginal people. The MyPillow guy? Are you serious? This, this, This isn't a serious thing. It had serious consequences. But that's my point is how dangerous this is. These very serious consequences based on one not serious guy's ego being bruised. Then a bunch of people like the My Pillow guy and really Rudy Giuliani getting in and convincing him we can do this thing. But it just it what it was was it struck me last night how not serious this was on his part. It was what Rachel said. His feelings 
getting hurt that he lost was bigger than what was best for the country. So for anyone out there who has uh, Alzheimer's in their family, so my dad died with Alzheimer's, his brother died with Alzheimer's, uh, my Uncle Jimmy, both daughters died very early in their, uh, God, 50s of Alzheimer's. Uh, so it's something that I am painfully aware of. And uh, I was just reading an article today. Uh, they're, they're, you know, they're constantly working on it, but they think that diet has a great deal to do with Alzheimer's. Hmm. And, uh, and it's no surprise uh, that the American diet of processed foods and fatty foods uh, is terrible for your brain and that it somehow switches uh, proteins in your brain that cause dementia and Alzheimer's. Hmm. And that we should all be eating plant-based and Mediterranean and rice and lean meats and don't eat red meat and all this kind of stuff. And uh, my diet is about as bad as it's been since I was in high school for some reason. So I'm going to have to bear down. Uh, And the other thing, I've never done intermittent, intermittent fasting, but they found in a mouse study that doing intermittent fasting and then doing even more severe fasting... Uh, you know, like two, three days at a time is very good for your brain and very good at staving off Alzheimer's. There's something there's very there's something very counterintuitive to fasting to me because that's one of our biggest drives is to eat. And even if I'm overweight at the time, I feel like I'm doing something very harmful, yeah. even though doctors and scientists say, like, no, it's one of the best things you can do. So I just wanted to for my fellow Alzheimer's warriors out there because I'm 59 and two of my cousins died by this time and my dad was sick by the time he was 69 so it could be like 10 years or less so I'm very very concerned about it so for the people out there who are like me I just wanted to share that go google it because you can read the actual medical studies good to know stuff like that I mean everybody's got different predispositions right you know, my family is definitely more heart disease as an example. Yeah. So it's, you know, you know, nothing's guaranteed, nothing's 100%, but you kind of have a vague idea of, of the big things to be paying attention to, right? Yeah. That's good to that we not, we know more of those things too, though. Yeah. Like 25 years ago, we didn't know any of those things. Mm-hmm. It's just so hard. Well, yeah. It's just so hard living life and not eating fast food yeah. and stuff, you know? Like... And you don't need to be Oprah with a professional chef to make you your Mediterranean diet. But if you don't have a classic family, you know, intact nuclear family sitting down and all the kids around the table and someone cooked and here's your green beans. It's really tough. You know, it's really tough to and it's really tough to eat well and it's really easy to eat poorly. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. DGS and KMOX coming up at 3.50. We will have a live press conference for you uh, about this latest shooting. It happened at UNLV. All we know is that the suspect is dead. Uh, We've not heard anything about casualties or about injuries or deaths, but we'll learn all of that live with you at 3.50. Dave Murray joins us. Hello, Dave. Hello there. Uh, Okay, this is good because I I know you've told us each and every day, but I've been busy and I've been dumb, uh, and I don't know what weather's coming up for the week and the weekend. That's okay. I can do this. Okay, I I like it. It's going to be chilly this evening, chilly overnight, 35, a little breezy. Now, when we wake up in the morning, it's going to be a little bit on the cold side. However, it's partly to mostly sunny skies. It's windy and it's warmer tomorrow afternoon. Warmest part of the day in this warming trend is going to be from noon to about 3 p.m. when we hit 62 degrees. Windy and 45 on Thursday night. Friday, partly sunny. Windy, 62 on Friday Though clouds will be coming in mid to late afternoon. Friday night is cloudy, breezy, some showers, mainly late Friday night, and only 52 for the low. The weekend Saturday periods of rain, I think there'll be some rumbles of thunder, flashes of lightning, 58 for the high on Saturday. But that's in the morning, 48 by the time the sun goes down. Saturday night, rain, some wet snow mixing in towards morning, towards Sunday morning as we go down to 32. Sunday, fading rain and wet snow early Sunday morning, then partly sunny. High temperature Sunday, only 42 degrees. So pretty good wild ride with yeah. temperatures. Does not look like a big snow by any means, but it does look like, again, we've been talking about some mood snow possible yeah. on Sunday morning. Would you guys, I mean, you know, where Dave lives, they don't expect snow, but would you guys be fine with not a flake all year in St. Louis? Yes. No. I like no, a I little bit either. of snow. I do too. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've been cheated if I don't get a little snow. Mm. I agree. Is it I just because you grew up in Michigan? Probably because I had my fill because it was there. And then I, <laughs> I grew up there and then I lived in, for 12 years in Chicago also. Yeah. In so, I mean, I've had it. my share in of... Michigan, was it perma-snow? Yeah. Like in Alaska, like it's just always... Yeah, I mean, like once it snowed for real, for the most part, it was there all winter or most of it. Yeah. Ew, that did was... it get super gross? Oh, man. You, we had, yeah, yeah, black snow, like right on the edges of the streets where everything would wash up on it. In my school, I mean, they would plow the parking lot. It was a church parking lot because it was a little Catholic school. And the piles would be eight feet tall. And they would just yep. stay that way for months. <laughs> did they ever cancel? Very rarely. I mean, it happened 
But it was like, okay, we're getting eight no inches of snow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if it was like two or three inches, nah. I, it was, I mean, when I first moved here, I, it was hilarious. I mean, the first snow after I had my daughter and my wife here, taking my kid to school, it's snowing, I don't know, maybe a half inch on the ground, maybe. I didn't even think to check. I just took her, put her in the car. We go to school and we get there and there's not a single car at the school. <laughs> and I'm like, what? We. It's well, that's even- the worst snow. A half inch in St. Louis paralyzes us. Oh, Dave, I was like, what are we doing? How did the standards for school closings change from the beginning of your career to the end in St. Louis? It's always been, you know, it's, it's always been a little overly cautious, I think. But yeah. it was, it really had to be a forecast that was maybe four plus inches for it to really shut down. But now it's like... Oh, there's a snowflake. Uh, no school today. So I think it's one of the worst things that's happened with modern technology is that kids no longer get snow days. It's just home learning days. Yeah. 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 Especially with the COVID stuff. They, everybody learned how to do that. Yeah. I mean, the, the alternative, isn't it extending the school year? Like, don't they have to tack those on to the end of the year? Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd rather, I'd rather, if I was a kid, I'd much rather get it over with and just. Unless it's a Catholic think, school. Phoebe went to Catholic school. Yeah, yeah. And I'm telling you something. From kindergarten to ICD until she graduated from St. Dominic, she went to 14 days of school. <laughs> <laughs> you oh, there's, we're constantly like, yeah, oh she's God. off this yeah. week. It was just constant. <laughs> I mean, that's I, I've told you guys this before, but my high school. If we raised enough money during our fundraising drive, we would get we'd have three we'd have three day weekends for the last two and a half three months of the year. Jeez. I mean, we went Monday through Thursday, and that was it. And somehow, somehow, Monday through Thursday. We got all of they our grades done. Ninety-seven percent of the student body went to college. We did well on our SATs and ACTs and all standardized tests going four days a week for almost half the year. Got a couple stories, Rach? Yeah. Headlines is brought to you by Schnooks. Download the Schnooks Rewards app and earn 2% back on every purchase. Well, I'm sure you've seen it. Times 2023 person of the year is none other than Taylor Swift. Well, as good as it have been. I know, yeah. I mean, at that point, when you have the year that she's had, who else could it have been? That's a when great question. <laughs> What's your best guess? Another great question, Dave. I've never seen anything like this in my lifetime. The only other person I know who to compare her to is Michael Jackson. Yeah. And he was already on like the downslope by the I mean, time the, I became the aware Beatles of him. The Beatles were about four or five years. Yeah. Of real Beatlemania. Yeah. Those are the Beatles. Michael Jackson had a long run, but it wasn't like this nonstop though. But it was also a different world. Right. I mean, if that had been in the Twitter world and TikTok, I mean, it might have been the same thing. But for its time, it was the same because anywhere he went, it was just a mob of people following him. He couldn't go anywhere in the world without thousands of people gathering wherever he was. The Pope says he's doing much better after a two week bout of bronchitis, but he still gets tired if he speaks too much. Pope Francis is turning 87 this month. He came down with the flu last month and was forced to cancel a planned trip to Dubai for the U.N. climate conference. Even though I'm not Catholic and I'm in no way wishing ill on Francis, I'm not Catholic, but I like him. uh, The whole picking of a new pope has always fascinated me. Absolutely Mm -hmm. fascinated me. Uh, Let's see here. You want to do one more story, Dave? Sure. Tab lovers are presenting a petition to bring back... It's once groundbreaking diet soda. So Coca-Cola discontinued Tab three years ago, but a group of fans are actively trying to get the company. Three years to bring ago? Yeah, I remember seeing it at school. Oh, my really? God. I thought mm-hmm. it was like from the 70s. I did, too. I did I'm too. like, I haven't seen it in a while. 
Last month, a dozen TAB fans from all over the country gathered at the World of Coca-Cola Museum and handed over a position with 6,500 names and several handwritten pleas to a Coke executive. That's all it takes. TAB might be coming back. I don't know. I was about 10. uh, I was at my sister's house, and she had this candy called AIDS, A-Y-D-S. <laughs> yep. Oh, wow. yep. 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 That unbeknownst to me was a weight loss <laughs> yes, candy. Yes, it was. And I thought it was a Whitman sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> and I ate it all. Oh, no. And I pooped all the way to seventh grade. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, man, that's not good. <laughs> yeah, it was an unfortunate name. Oh, man. Yeah. It was unfortunate uh, everything. <laughs> like, I don't feel so good. <laughs> it's like, what? This is making my tummy feel only weird. Weighed 37 pounds at the time. <laughs> What's going on? Down to a zygote. It just looks like a garden hose. Yeah, it looks like, like one of those little Kapookan monkeys. <laughs> Thank you, Dave. All right. <laughs> oh, you got wheels. That <laughs> was like a sea monkey for real. I'm going to throw up. Uh, so, folks, that's what we call the radio business a cluster F. <laughs> that's the technical term, Dave. Uh, we were told by the newsroom that uh, the press conference would be at 3.50. Typically, they go late. These guys went early. So when we popped in, there was nothing going on. And when we popped back in, they were signing off. Just bad luck. Yeah. So uh, we will update you. What we know, though, is that the shooter is dead and uh, he or she is the only one that's dead. So uh, a better outcome than we usually have. Yeah, they did say there are multiple victims going to the hospital. And uh, obviously, top of the hour news, we'll have an update on that from CBS News. And certainly, basically every half hour between now and the end of the night. Yeah. It's almost, uh, we're not going to get into the gun issue. But with the shooting issue, it just feels like at a carnival when they spin the wheel and it lands on a number or a color. Uh, God forbid it's ever KU. 30,000 students there. Chances are Phoebe would be fine. But uh, Debbie Monterey lived through that with a shooting here at the school in St. Louis. Other friends of mine have lived through it with shootings other places. And it just really, and and not only does it feel that way, that is how it is. Yeah. Uh, That it's just you never know what person is out there percolating and who they're mad at or who their target's going to be. And there's something freeing about that, though, that if uh, people were only shooting up uh, uh, movie theaters, okay, well, we now can no longer go to a movie theater, but everywhere else you're safe. But when it can be at the Galleria or a QT or at someone's Christmas party, uh, then you go, well, I I can't just never go anywhere. Yep. Right? Yeah. I mean, it's happening places of worship. Kevin, it's... You know, um, it- there was something that happened where your daughter is currently. Oh, yeah. Had, yeah. Like, a few months we, ago, right? Yeah. Yeah. She's in grad school that, at, at North Carolina and there was a shooting on campus. Did that like radic- What happened on the campus after that? Like, what happens on a campus after something like that happens? Does it like radically change things? She that, doesn't. Does everybody stop going out? She doesn't live on campus. So I don't know that she knew fully. But usually what you end up with is a lot of vigils, a lot of, the, especially the undergrads that live in dorms, they spend a lot more time talking about it. Um, there are usually some minor changes, but after a few days, a lot of it's back to business. I mean, the people that are directly impacted are not back to business, uh, but just like the rest of us, I mean, think about society, you know, these terrible things happen 
And for a day or two, when the shooting happened at, at uh, CBPA, I mean, for a day or two, it's just like, it's everything. And then a week later, it's back to sports. You know, it, it's like it, back to normal. It truly is amazing. Humans are amazing in every single way, good and bad. Yeah, yeah. I, I've had a lot of bad things happen in my life I have, I've had to deal with and, and try to overcome. But, but nothing like that. Not like witnessing friends being shot. Right. Not like having that kind of fear. Not like being in combat and and having your life literally be in danger. Mm-hmm. How you go from that back into I'm a mechanic for Dobbs. We do. We do. Yeah. We have no choice. Crazy. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 